Born in 1592 in the Highlands of Scotland, and he is still alive. He is immortal. Constantly facing other immortals in combat to the death, the winner takes his enemy's head. And with it, his power. We know the truth about immortals. In the end, there can be only one. May it be Duncan MacLeod, the Highlander. And welcome into Let's Watch Highlander. This is Let's Watch Highlander Season 4, Episode 19, Double Jeopardy. Our second episode this season with the word double in the title. Wow. And here to talk with you about it, as we are every week, I am Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and that is Audie. How you doing, sir? Doing all right. Um, We had a little Memorial Day fun yesterday at the pool, and I'm still tired, so... (laughs) Uh, I hear that. I had my dad's 67th birthday over the weekend. Uh, so we got together uh, and had a little picnic outside. He actually, he wanted, because he got a smoker for Christmas uh, like a year ago. Nice. So he wants to always smoke everything. And so he he made ribs and he made chicken mm. and then brought it out there. And just going to the park and standing outside in the heat, I was dead tired. And I didn't even yeah. do much more than walk. But it's been it's been hot here. Uh, I got up to like eighty, almost ninety today. I think. Yeah, so. we've been in the nineties lately. Blew. Yeah, it's too hot, too hot. But you know, it's summer. Uh, I I will yeah. remember this when I'm complaining in six months that it's four degrees outside. So, right. But good, good, good to hear that you had a good week. The boys are out of school, so uh, the fun has begun. Yeah, for they you. are. <laughs> I managed to finally get them to clean up the playroom today, so we have accomplished something. Hey, there you go. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Uh, we had uh, we had an episode this week. Yeah, we did. There's it uh, was an episode, all right. Yeah, there's gonna be some things to talk about with this one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just think we pull the bandaid off and go for it. Uh, but we got yeah <laughs> a Watcher Chronicle, so we're gonna start there. All right. April 28th, 1997. There was a robbery and homicide committed last night at a jewelry store. The shopkeep, security guard, and a young girl were found dead from gas, and several diamonds were stolen. That sounds exactly like the M.O. of Xavier St. Cloud, but it can't be him. He was taken out of the game by McLeod two years ago now. And now, Agent Renee Delaney is here. I'm not sure exactly why the Paris police would call in an army CID investigator for this. Sure, she investigated St. Cloud a couple of years ago for something, but there's no U.S. Army involvement in this at all. This feels rather odd. Speaking of odd, her and McLeod working together will be something to watch. So we start off in Paris. It's late at night. And we, uh, we pan in on a jewelry shop and there's a young man and a woman, they're dressed up like punk rockers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're looking at a diamond and the man running the place is showing them this diamond and giving them all sorts of flowery language about it. And the guy takes it and looks at it and immediately refutes like everything the guy said, um, showing how much knowledge he has of diamonds. Uh, the store, yep. the store clerk or owner, whoever it is, um, 
gets kind of surprised by that and then goes and finds his finest diamond that he can. It's this giant rock. Um, and the young man says, you know what? I'll take it. And he asks him how he's going to pay. And he says, oh, no, no, I'm going to take it. I never said anything about paying. <laughs> and he pulls up what looks like a Zippo lighter, flips it open, and then throws it on the ground and gas starts to come out. And he, ga- he kills the clerk, he kills the security guard, and the young woman that he's with. Yeah. Okay. Puts on a gas mask and takes a bunch of diamonds and leaves. Uh, the following morning, we have Duncan getting called into the police station. Uh, apparently it's five or six o'clock in the morning. He isn't being told why, though, and that's kind of funny, where he's just trying to talk to that officer all the way down oh, the yeah. hallway. Um, he gets to the he's office. being super cheeky. Oh, yeah. Gets to the office of the inspector and finds out that Agent Renee Delaney of the Army CID just so happens to be in town. Uh, she is very cold to him in the office because um, he's mm-hmm. still being cheeky. At one point, he even says right. to her, you know, oh, you can call me Duncan. And she's like, well, you can call me Agent Delaney. <laughs> so they mention that there is a uh, investigation going on for some murders and robberies, and uh, she believes that it's Xavier St. Cloud that's behind them. Duncan, knowing that St. Cloud is dead because he took his head, uh, says, well, I can't help you, uh, and leaves. She follows him outside, uh, confessing that it wasn't her idea to bring him in. She wanted to keep him out of it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, it's not Xavier. Okay, you're going after the wrong guy. And when she asks him how he knows, he just says, well, I've got a reliable source. Um, And there's this weird tension between them, uh, mostly from her. Uh, Duncan is is a little bit aloof, um, noncommittal. But, you know, whatever happened between... She wants to make it very clear that whatever happened between them before is over. Right. Mm-hmm. So back at the barge, Duncan feels an immortal, and he sees somebody in a hat and a scarf. Looks very much like what Xavier used to um, dress in. And so he chases him, runs him down. Uh, the guy ducks into a doorway. Duncan goes through the doorway after him and nearly falls uh, what looks like probably 30 or 40 feet um, yeah. in just some big open pit manages to not fall immediately, hang on to something, and recognize, and it's Morgan. Um, uh, what was it? Where did I, I wrote down his last name. Morgan DeStang. DeStang, that's what it is. So, um, Morgan, you know, obviously knows Duncan. They clash swords, and Morgan starts throwing down more gas. Like, a lot of it. Now, with that large and open area like that, that gas wouldn't have done a whole lot of good. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he did throw down a good amount of it. So Duncan ends up getting away by swinging off on a a chain and crashing through a window and then delivers a couple of really bad (laughs) one-liners to some people on the street before he gets up and walks away. Yeah. So Duncan goes to see Agent Delaney, saying that he changed his mind and he wants to help now. Um, He asks for the files on Xavier, and he fills in a couple of blanks for her. Like, uh, you know, well, Xavier's been out of commission until uh, as of two years ago. She's like, that's not in the file. He goes, well, you know, I know some things. Word gets around. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely tells her that she's not looking for Xavier and, in fact, is looking for Morgan uh, DeStang. Again, there's that tension there, almost all from Delaney. And we get a flashback. Cut to later that night, Delaney and McLeod are on the um, deck of a boat, they're wandering around Paris. They're about to have dinner. And uh, 
Duncan thinks they're kind of on a date, and then suddenly the inspector shows up. And Delaney is just getting more information from him. The inspector just sits down, and they're ready to talk when who arrives? Morgan. Mm-hmm. So Morgan walks up, uh, starts to talk to Duncan. Duncan's like, eh, let's go talk. And doesn't even introduce him to Delaney and the inspector. They get up, they leave. Right. They go out, they're talking on the, the deck, um, and we get another flashback. We come back from that, and while they're talking, there's a bottle of wine that gets delivered to the table. So as they're, uh, as they're talking, Morgan kind of makes it known that the wine has been poisoned. And we've seen the inspector drink a little bit, but before Agent Delaney can take any, Duncan rushes in, stops her, but the inspector dies right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. As they're looking over the bottle and going over evidence and whatnot, uh, McLeod confesses that, yes, that was Morgan at the restaurant. He used to work with Xavier, uh, and he kills like Xavier, which is why he knew that the wine was poisoned. Um, finding out that the bottle is very rare, he goes to the estate, uh, this chateau kind of out in the middle of nowhere, huge place. Right. And Morgan's there, and they banter and fight. Duncan even says, you know, you should have picked a, a more... Um, a less easy to find wine and Morgan's like yeah but then you wouldn't have gotten here so quickly so they fight and before anything can happen the police show up because Delaney followed him right they arrest Morgan uh, there's he of course calls her out for having a thing for Duncan so she's very mm-hmm. angry and then the next like later I guess it's probably later on that night uh, they go to check on mm-hmm. Morgan and he's hung himself in his cell yep so that's it. Delaney's off the case. She's going to get sent back to the U.S. Um, you know, the, the suspect is dead, except his body is missing. Somebody took it from the morgue. I even like how Duncan no. says, says to her, maybe he just got up and walked out. Because, <laughs> yeah. of course, okay. she's not going to believe that. Right. And he just continues to be cheeky this episode. Yep. Uh, so as he, he walks her back to her where she's staying and is getting ready to leave. She convinced he, I don't know if she convinces him. They kiss. And as they're kissing, Duncan feels the presence of an immortal and Delaney feels a little something too, but it's very different. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, she saw his face and was like, Oh, okay. So Duncan kind of invites himself up knowing that Delaney's in trouble. Like that mm-hmm. Morgan is probably somewhere around. They go up to uh, her place where she offers to make him some coffee, then proceeds to spill coffee on herself, then proceeds to go in the other room to change and starts confessing about how she wants to take him to bed, even though she's engaged mm-hmm. to someone else. Mm-hmm. And while all that's going on, Duncan feels an immortal again and kind of slips out the door. Mm-hmm. Ends up on the Good roof Lord. where Morgan is waiting for him and they have their final battle. Yep. Uh, and that's that's kind of the episode. Uh, you know... It, it goes in a few places, um, but I think the yeah, big thing—I think the big thing to talk about first—is our special guest. Yeah, Mr. McLeod. Oh, please, you can call me Duncan. Okay, Duncan, you can call me Agent Delaney. So, special guests this week. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, we'll start with Mark Warren as Morgan Destang. Um, mm-hmm. He's fine. I have nothing against him. What I will say is—and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Malcolm McDowell in A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. That's all I could hear the whole time. He was 
He was putting on very much that similar accent, but also just inflections and just kind of the way that he spoke felt very mm-hmm. much like um, like Alex. Yeah, I could see that. See, it's funny. I I recognized him, looked up his IMDb, and I know him more from Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. which he played in like four years after this and is playing like a 19-year-old. I'm like... <laughs> He's kind of got Which, a baby face. He does. Like, I was looking it up. He was 30 when he made this and 34 when he did Band of Brothers. So, like, he does not age much. And, uh, you know, you know, Band of Brothers, they use their Tom Hanks money to yep. really pretty him up and make him look young like they did all those guys. But still, yeah, he's he's got a little baby face. It helps. He's got blonde hair, uh, fair, you know, fair skin. So you put a little makeup mm-hmm. on him, you keep him clean shaven. He could pass for younger for sure. I can see. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. In this, I mean, the character of Morgan is very much a carbon copy of Xavier, but yeah. like, it feels like he's more unhinged where Xavier was calculating and cool. Morgan right. wants to be that, but he's not quite like he's, yeah. he's very he's much got a little more attitude. Yes. He's very much the little brother to Xavier mm-hmm. trying to fill his shoes. Um, he's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah. And, and I think that Mark Warren was fine uh, given the role that he had, but yeah, I just mm-hmm. could not separate my, I kept hearing Malcolm McDowell uh, in the clockwork <laughs> orange. It was just, just the way his voice was, but you know, it's fine. We also had yeah. Xavier St. Cloud. We had Roland gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he just slipped right back into the role plays it. He's just cool. And, He's in yeah. the, the flashbacks. It's a great way to, to slip that in there. And mm-hmm. I think because he's a better screen presence, I think, than Mark Warren in this particular role. I think Mark Warren might be a better actor overall than Roland Gift. But I sure. think having having him, having Roland Gift in this episode gives us something to hold on to. Right. Uh, that we recognize so that mm-hmm. because we don't get like... So last week, our big complaint was that we got two-thirds of a story and then it just sort of ended. Right. And this was almost like we missed the first part of it and we're just jumping yeah. into the middle of something. Because uh-huh. Morgan and and Duncan have a little bit of history. They know each other, but we don't know right. from what other than one small interaction. Um, mm-hmm. So to have Xavier in there as sort of a bridge between the two of them, I think, helped quite a bit. Right. Well, and then eventually we get to where Warren's like, the reason I'm here and after you is because of Xavier. Like I'm avenging, you know, my mentor. Yeah. But to get that, like as a one-off line, you know, two thirds of the way through this episode is kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that is what it is, but you know, it's, it's fine. Um, I, yeah. I did, I did like seeing Roland gift though. And it's, Oh yeah. I mean, he had the best line in the entirety of the episode, which is as they're leaving when, uh, Morgan is like, but we're supposed to kill them. And he goes, don't worry. In a few minutes, they'll be dead anyway. And he's like, oh, you poisoned the wine. But wait, you gave them your word. He's like, I gave you my word. It doesn't matter if you give somebody your word. It's who you give it to. Right. And he's like, that's the first lesson. And then as he's walking away, when Morgan says, well, how long is it going to be until you betray me? And he just turns around and says, that's the second lesson. Yeah. (laughs) Like... This ain't his first rodeo, and I loved that mm-hmm. because that's just yeah. very Xavier St. Cloud. So that was, right. was nice to see. And nice that he slipped right into it so easily. Like, mm-hmm. good on Absolutely. you, Rolling Gift. 
Well done, sir. Uh, our third special guest is Stacy Travis as Agent Renee Delaney. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> look, Stacy Travis is fine. There's nothing wrong with her. I'm sure she's a lovely person, and she's probably acted fine in many other roles. She's not given anything good to work with here, and the performance isn't no. great either. Like, what's on the page isn't good, and what she delivered wasn't great. Um, right. We talked about her before, the last time she was on, and that we didn't love it, but it was passable. Right. This was mm-hmm. cringy, and I just couldn't get behind it at all. First of all, there's zero reason for her character to be in Paris at all for this episode. Yeah. She's Army CID. Okay. There right. is nothing to do with the U.S. Army in any way with these crimes. It's, yeah. ooh, it has the same MO as something that you investigated before. They're not calling an army CID for that and flying them to Paris. No. That's not happening. So, yeah, that, that right there was already, I'm like, takes me out of it because I need, I need at least something that I can suspend disbelief on as to, like, why they would be there. And for, for mm-hmm. this character, there's just no reason for them to be there. Yeah, no good reason. I mean, you could have... You could have explained it away. I mean, she's from season two, so it's been a few years. She could have changed jobs. Mm-hmm. Easy. So, you know? like, There's so many ways you could write her into this episode instead of just like plopping her in there. And, and just sticking with what she did before. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the whole, well, I'm getting married and I'm engaged, but she's obviously not that much in love because she is immediately pining for, for Duncan. Like hard. Yeah, it's like, by the way, I'm engaged. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. It's just like. I just laid on a thing like, if we okay. work together, it's strictly professional. Like, yeah, okay, sure. It's strictly <laughs> professional. She's like, sure. Okay. It's just She's oh. like, no, I mean, really professional. Okay. Like, really. And Duncan's like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Really professional. Cool. Uh, so, <laughs> so meet you back here at eight. Uh, and right. it's just. Uh, I just didn't like that because it's so poorly written. And for a show that we've talked about so much, more and more of the characters are well-written and the relationships are good and the chemistry is always good. There's very little chemistry between the two of them, mm-hmm. I feel, and I just did not like the way the character was written. And, it, it and this is really one hurt. of those things where you got to lay it on the director and what he's doing and telling them to do. Mm-hmm. and Or what he's you know, trying to get them to do. And it's just like, okay, I don't know what you're trying to get them to do, but what they're doing is not great, dude. Yeah. It wasn't working. Whatever it was, don't, don't do that anymore. Cause it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because again, like I say, Stacy Travis is probably uh, a, a lovely person and she's been acting and continues to act to this day. So it's not like she doesn't know how she just wasn't given anything to work with here. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, it just wasn't great. Um, and it's a bummer because, you know, I just, we're, we're spoiled. We've been spoiled by this point in season four uh, with great yes. characterizations. And to bring back, I mean, it would be like bringing back Randy from season one all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. And just how much we didn't like that character is kind of how I felt watching this one. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that it's- is what that is. It's also funny. There's a note on the Wikipedia that this was held until season five in the U.S. Hmm. I don't remember that. 
I don't either, but man, that's going to make it even more jarring. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, you know, it's we got one one good special guest, one okay special guest, and then one that just didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. That we didn't like. Yeah. So. Uh, but hey, we got flashbacks. Yeah, we do. I love them. And they buried me alive. <laughs> Even they wouldn't try that. Believe me, you are quite dead when they put you in this casket. Flashback-wise, there's two main flashbacks and then kind of a half flashback of stuff to sort of recap what's happened in previous episodes with these characters. Yeah, um, they did a lot of, like, random back and forth, like, just kind of flashbacks that were kind of weird. I do feel like that's the syndication part of things. Like, like, hey, don't forget, these characters have, have appeared before. Here's that. But yeah. instead of it being, like, a two-minute-long thing establishing that, they just kept peppering it in. Yeah, it, it it was just a weird form of doing it that I don't think worked that well. It wasn't terrible, but it didn't work that well for me. It was better than having it all in one big segment of reused True. footage and kind of bloating the runtime with that. So, mm-hmm. um, but the uh, the other flashback. So the first one takes place in 1803 in France. Morgan, and this is all Morgan. Um, he comes into a party being thrown by his parents of some kind. And he finds out that he is not going to be inheriting the Destang estate. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of rough, actually. Like, you feel bad for him in that moment. Because here's somebody, he was adopted by this family when they thought they couldn't have children. Right. And then, you know, a few years later, they're able to have a son. And they wait until that son is, I'm going to guess, closing in on 18, probably. That's mm-hmm. how old Bernard was. When they, right. And then they tell Morgan, oh, by the way, you're not inheriting the fortune. Your brother is, and you're not really a Destang. You'll get an allowance. There'll be a place for you here, but <laughs> everything that you thought you were getting, nah, we're not going to do that. It's all going to your little brother. Right. That's rough. That's harsh. And so because of that, he kind of he gets very upset, obviously. Um, he does go a little too far in trying to smother Bernard in his sleep later mm-hmm. that night, <laughs> which right. is, you know... A touch overreactive but mm-hmm. again i mean given the time period that it is and what he's finding out that could make somebody snap so i'm not saying what he did was right or justified but i can also kind of understand really going off the deep end especially if you've spent so much of your life with this family yeah i think the only thing that would have helped me is to have a little bit more before this whole ceremony thing. Just mm-hmm. a little bit more of him with the family interacting to see whether or not he's got this streak of I'm the best around and I deserve this. Or if he really was like more of a humble guy and this really did push him over the edge. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it seems, it seems like this is one of those flashbacks that works, but it works because we need it to work this way. Yes. And I, I would have liked just a little bit more. You're not wrong. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you on that. Like just give us something of him with the family prior to it. Mhm. But given how much runtime we had, it works fine. Uh yeah. while he's trying to smother Bernard with a pillow, um the father is walking by and happens to hear things and runs in, tries to uh get him off of there. They struggle. He grabs a knife and stabs Morgan in the back and mm-hmm. kills him. And it's his first death. And then Xavier just happens to be riding by and feels the presence, goes into the mausoleum, yep. 
pops open the coffin and there's Morgan waking up for the first time thinking that his family tried to bury him alive. And that's another great <laughs> line from, from yeah. Xavier where he's like, oh no, they wouldn't, even they wouldn't try that. You were very much dead when they put you in that coffin. You know, considering some of the lines that are in this episode, it's amazing that some of them like this are so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of impressive. Uh, and then our second flashback takes place about three years later. Um, mm-hmm. the Napoleonic Wars are going on, the English are moving in, they're closing in the Destang estate, the, the Destangs are getting ready to leave, when suddenly mm-hmm. there's Morgan with a knife to the throat of Bernard, and, yep. you know, here's Morgan, who they thought have, has been dead for three years, and it's him and Xavier, and they're coming to get the last of the fortune. Um, right. And... As they're talking, you know, Xavier pours some wine. Morgan's very up for like, let's just kill him and get it over with. We'll find the fortune, all this. Mm-hmm. And Xavier's teaching him patience. Um, they finally get the information. They go to leave. He's poisoned the wine. As they're leaving, they run into McLeod with the English soldiers who are moving in to take over the estate, the chateau or whatever, the house. Mm-hmm. And Duncan recognizes Xavier but he can't do anything about it right here because there's too many other people around. Right. And he has no way to prove that Xavier and Morgan did anything wrong because Morgan mm-hmm. is a Destang. He is there to rightfully collect his inheritance, whatever that is. Since right. the rest of the family's dead, it's his. So, you know, there's no way to prove that they did anything wrong because it's plausible deniability. They can easily say the rest of the family thought they weren't going to get out alive and committed suicide. Right. So. And Duncan can't just say, I know who Rolling Gift is. I'm pretty sure he did it because immortal reasons. Exactly. So he pretty much has to let them go. And that's when they take off. And so mm-hmm. there's, there's the first meeting of Morgan Destang and, uh, and Duncan. I think, go ahead. I just, this is getting nitpicky, but I find it hilarious that Duncan is with the British about 20 years later after the last episode when he was all super Scotsman. Yep. Yeah. Well, they had to take on the, you know, the French. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. I mean, it is funny how that that can change. You could, you could probably write it in a certain way. I just think it's funny that like the last episode, it was literally 20 years before this and Duncan was all gung ho Scottish. Yep. And then the next episode, 20 years later, he's with the British. I'm like, okay. No, I I will say that if you kind of follow the thread of the last episode though, by that 20 years prior, he's losing faith in Bonnie Prince Charlie. True. Oh yeah. So the, the groundwork has been laid for him to kind of morph and move on a little bit. Uh, knowing where yeah. the writing on the wall is there. But yeah, it is It is still funny to have mm-hmm. this episode right after that one. Um, right. All in all, I think they're good flashbacks to set up Morgan's story. We could have used a little bit yeah. more. They looked fine. It was, mm-hmm. they were able to shoot everything in that same house. So, right. you know, that cuts down on the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, the costuming looked good. Uh, I, I just, I agree with you. I would have liked just a touch more backstory of Morgan with the family prior to yeah, just a little bit. getting the rug pulled out from under. Right. So yeah, uh, that is our flashbacks for this week. Yeah. Perhaps one day you'll betray me. And that will be the second lesson. Still no Richie, still no Joe. 
Uh, Richie is off in Parts Unknown, and Joe is apparently still in the States um, doing Watcher stuff there. He's watching Duncan mm-hmm. from across the globe. Yep. Uh, our final fight, the, the fights in this episode, there was basically three between mm-hmm. uh, Duncan and Morgan. And what I liked about all of them is none of them were very long and none of them were overly technical. Right. But they all kind of followed the same pattern, which is a very cocky Duncan and a Morgan who's going to basically lie, cheat, and steal. He's mm-hmm. going to do whatever he needs to, he thinks, will uh, will win it, uh, usually with the gas. Yeah. I will say that first fight where Duncan runs through the door where there's no floor and stuff, like that whole area, that was some dang good stunt work. It really like, was. You didn't. You did not see the transition between Duncan and Stuntman working for Duncan. You yep. know, like they hit all that very well, and you know all that, all the swinging and landing and going here and there. That was like super good. Like I was super impressed with that. I was like, man, oh yeah, are we gonna get more of this, and then we didn't get that much more. No, not really. But like I say, they were short fights. It, Duncan is very, mm-hmm. very much a superior swordsman to Morgan. Morgan is not a right. good fighter. Um, he's not as good a fighter as Xavier was, but he uses the same types of tricks that Xavier would use, mm-hmm. who Xavier wasn't good enough to beat Duncan, let alone right. you know his protege. Um, mm-hmm. I liked how he would use the, um, the gas, and then mm-hmm. at the end where he used the poison knife was a, was a nice trick. Um, and something new right. to throw out, a new wrinkle to throw out right at the end there. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was fine. I like, again, we've talked about quite a bit, we like the overconfident kind of cocky Duncan where he's playing with yeah. his enemy, where he, he keeps calling mm-hmm. him boy. Right. Um, he even has that great line where uh, he's like, yeah, you've only got 30 seconds to live. And he's like, that's 15 more than I need to take your head. <laughs> yeah. As he's struggling up the ladder, I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, Duncan. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe take a step back from some of that. Let's be real. Morgan should have been able to take his head when he was climbing up that right. ladder. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't is pretty sad. But yeah, but I think it, that goes to Morgan's cockiness too. Like he, yeah. I think he felt like he could take Duncan, even though he wasn't better than Duncan. But he definitely had the cockiness to think he could do it. That's true. Again, that's taught to him by Xavier. It's mm-hmm. Xavier's teachings and Xavier's style. So you know. I, I the fights were fine. Uh, I'm not going to say that they were bad sure. at all. All in all, it's kind of a meh episode. Um, yeah, it's it's a definite filler episode. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it we need, feels that way. We need our 22 episodes. Let's let's throw this one out there. And and mm-hmm. there's a few reasons for it. I like seeing Xavier again, but Agent yeah. Delaney is not an interesting character, and she has no reason to be there whatsoever. So they. They just hackneyed and ham-fisted a reason for her to be there. Yeah. Morgan. And then at, oh, go ahead. Just with Agent Delaney at the end, the way they've written her character, it's like, <laughs> okay, there were just dudes in the room when they wrote this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because she's sitting there talking to Duncan like, all right, I need to be fair to my fiance and have a fling with you to make sure that's not really a thing or not. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the writing. I'm so glad Duncan didn't even have to respond at all. Yeah. Uh. And and then we'll get to the very end, but yeah, go ahead. Well, then you got Morgan, who is fine, but he's largely forgettable mm-hmm. because he's just a carbon copy of Xavier. 
in the end. Yeah. Um, they didn't do anything to make him super interesting compared to other villains we faced. No, like they didn't give him anything that made him stand out. So right. you could, I, you know, Xavier, it's basically Xavier 2.0. Mm-hmm. And to only have him in a single episode kind of waste that, right? Like, if you're going to bring... again, going back to the flashback, if we had gotten some nugget of what he was before getting screwed by the family, mm-hmm. of seeing whether or not he was somebody who had this pension for just being a jerk, or maybe he really was somebody who trusted this family and that trust breaks and just breaks him. And then he turns into the narcissistic bad guy. He becomes for the rest of the episode that we only know him as. Yeah. But there's, there's nothing before that. And it's just not that interesting because it's just, he's a bad guy to be the bad guy. On top of that, if he's there because Duncan killed Xavier, why do you wait two years? Where has Mm -hmm. he been for the last two years to exact this revenge? If it, if it bothered him that much. So, Mm -hmm. I have a little tough time dealing with that motivation as well. That that or just a line about I've been waiting so long. I've you know plotted this and that and whatever. Yeah, it it felt very rushed and very thrown together. Like mm-hmm. well, we need something. Oh, what about the? Uh, we'll, we'll give Xavier a protege, which we've never mentioned before. And, right. Oh, he's going to be really upset that Duncan killed him. All right, all right. Why do you wait for two years? Oh, who cares? No one, no one will ask that question. <laughs> right. I'm asking that question. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it, it, that's what it is. And then the very, very end. So so yeah. she's she's thrown herself at him, but Duncan slipped out to, to take on Morgan. And then the next day, she's leaving. She comes to the barge to talk to Duncan to say goodbye. To reiterate once again that they definitely can't get together and that they right. shouldn't. And that it was a good thing Duncan just left last night so that she didn't make a mistake. But then mm-hmm. she but grabs like, him. Give me a kiss goodbye. Yeah. Give me a kiss goodbye. he kisses goodbye. her on the cheek. He and does the she, honorable thing. Is like, okay. Yep. And then she throws her umbrella, grabs him, and they fall into the river. I was like, really? That's <laughs> how you end it? Uh, so bad. Okay. It was so bad. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly... Don't feel bad if you skip this episode. You're not missing much. Like, we've seen worse. Yeah. I think worse oh, yeah. ex- execution. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's not a great episode. So This is an episode where it's not terrible. It's just flat. Yeah. Well, it's flat and it's pointless. Like, give us mm-hmm. more Morgan. Give us Morgan before he becomes Xavier's protege. And give us, like, have him messing with Duncan. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's something Xavier would have done. Xavier would have messed around with Duncan a little bit and toyed with him and make Duncan question if he actually did. Because here's the thing. he Dun- It took Duncan like three tries to finally take Xavier's head. Mm-hmm. So if Morgan is playing with Duncan and he's using the gas and he's using the same MO and he's making him think maybe Xavier's not dead. And he's like, no, no, it's got to be Morgan. But then he does something to make it look like Xavier, right? You do, you do yeah. all these things and that you toy with him. That's more interesting. That gives Duncan, that gives mm-hmm. Morgan a more interesting character than just being Xavier again. Only yeah. a lesser version of it. So, mm-hmm. and do some better writing with the character Delaney or just come up yeah. with something else. That was just yeah. bad. Honestly, they should have just had her be a local cop. And, yeah. you know, she gets a look at Duncan and has a thing for him. And then Duncan can have an honest kind of should I or shouldn't I thing with her. 
Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's so many better ways to pull that off than what mm-hmm. they did. So yeah, just go ahead and skip this one. Uh, we won't feel bad. Uh, we watched yeah. it, so you don't have to. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but next week is episode twenty, till death. Um, and this Ooh. one, I remember, has some interesting stuff with immortality involved. Mm. And that'll be fun. In the flashbacks, I'll give you a little preview, uh, a little hint. That uh, an old friend is returning in the flashback. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun for next week. Yeah, um, I will. If you like this show and you want to watch us record it live, you can do that at uh, twitch.tv slash TV's Travis every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we do record there. We are also, Audie and I are both on Twitter. I am on Twitter at TV's Travis. And Audie is on Twitter at... The Audie Norman. All right. And we love to talk Immortals or, you know, anything. Um Mm-hmm. Audie does post his uh, bespoke artwork for each episode <laughs> up there, which uh, was another. I liked the the double theme that you did for this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, since he had that second sword hidden yeah. at the top of the thing on the balcony, I was like, oh, okay. Good little strategy there, dude. Yeah, clever. So you can find those on Twitter as well. Um, and the show comes out on Thursdays at anchor.fm slash let's watch Highlander. We are quickly winding down season four we have a couple of episodes yeah, left and uh and after that we'll have our wrap up and then we're watching highlander endgame so Ooh. stick around for Ooh. all those yeah oh it's not that bad <laughs> it's not as bad as two or five and i think it's better i put it yeah. above three just because three is like the first movie remade with mm-hmm. a couple of tweaks. So I like Endgame. Of the sequels, Endgame is the strongest one. Now, that's not what I would call not a, a high bar, bar to clear. <laughs> yeah. But Which it has... We will talk about. It has its moments. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so next week is uh, episode 20, Till Death. And until then, remember, there can be only one Xavier St. Cloud. Till he comes back in another flashback. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>